Okay, well, here we are, and um, we are going to do this uh, topic tonight. I was trying to think of a title that would be really catchy, like, Is Social, social Justice Justice? Would that be a fair question? Um, and social justice doesn't really mean what most people think it means. Uh, what I'm going to be dealing with tonight is I borrowed a lot of material from uh, Vody Bacham, and uh, he really has made a, an excellent study. He's been teaching on this stuff for probably about 15 years. Of course, a lot of the words, terms have uh, come into play during that time, and uh, they're catchwords, and of course, I think you've probably caught a lot of them within the last few weeks. And terms that you probably never even really heard of, and some of them uh, are just old material, and it is. It's it, it just wrapped up in different packages, but I can tell you, as this thing started a few weeks ago, I could not wrap my brain around it, because it did not make any sense at all. Uh, yet why would anybody, except for thugs, gangsters, want to damage buildings, kill people, tear down statues, burn up buildings, businesses, run the businesses out. Why would anybody ever want to do that? And I'm thinking, well, the protesters, and this is how naive I am sometimes, I'm thinking, well, this will probably last a few nights. They'll get tired of it. Because the protesters are seeing all of these other guys come in, and they start throwing... Uh, Molotov cocktails and throwing bottles and shooting people, killing people and um, burning things up. Statues going, and you're wondering uh, that group that is out there saying they're doing peaceful riots. <laughs> uh, what do they call it? Peaceful what? Protest. Protest. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, surely they'll back off and say, listen, this is really important what we're doing. But right now, we need, we've got to back off because people are dying out here. People, kids are getting killed. But no, it has gotten bigger and bigger. They've taken over blocks of, of cities and taken police precincts and burnt the cars, burnt the buildings. Police can't even go to the rescue of people. And as of yesterday in St. Louis, Missouri, not too far down the road from us, we had... Uh, to uh, a couple that are both lawyers who lived in a nice home made of marble and it had, I think it was gated in and you guys have probably heard about that story and of course they got marched on by uh, this, you know, these groups and they told them that they came there, they phoned them and said they came there to kill them, to uh, tear down their house and to uh, kill their pets just everything obliterated. And so they sure enough marched right up to the house. They crashed the gates, which is, to me, I think that's breaking and entering. And they came in and, uh, of course, the couple actually had guns. The lady had a pistol and, and the, the lawyer man uh, brought out a, an automatic. And the way that the media showed it, it made it look like they were really bad. They were just defending their property, their house, themselves, because they've been threatened already. And so there they stood that, and of course I think probably everybody's seen that now,
but it's shown in different light in a lot of different manners. And I first saw the real light of it where Fox showed a lot more and told the information and he's since have been interviewed and now they're investigating the couple. And so so goes, and that's what makes sense as you go through this. It doesn't make sense, but it does if you see the agenda behind it and you go, oh, that's what's happening. So it doesn't really mean what we think it is when we say social justice or cultural Marxism, or when you have uh, groups come in like uh, Antifa and, and the Black Lives Matter, all of those things, you know, they're, they're there and they're agreeing on the same things and they're very anti-Christian, they're very anti-United States. There's nothing that they believe in that you can even really agree with. It's hard to get a conversation started with them because everything is on the, the other side. So um, as we talk about social justice, it would be problematic because one group is going to say, well, the answer to social justice is this. Another group is going to say, well, no, it's really this. This is what, it, And there's a lot of different definitions and ideas of what it is. It's very problematic. Uh, very hard to debate, but really, the social justice is not about justice. Because if we look in Scripture, and let's take a few Scriptures to uh, check this out, to define justice, to see where justice comes from, what it's about. In Micah chapter 6, one through, well, you could say 1 through 8, first five verses are dealing with God indicting His people. They had become very belligerent and uh, they had uh, become rebels of Him. And we see, here's what God requires of man when we get into verse 6. With what shall I come to the Lord and bow myself before the God on high? Shall I come to Him with burnt offerings? With yearling calves, sacrifices, right? Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams, sacrifices, and 10,000 rivers of oil? Where are you? Micah 6, in verse 7. Micah, M-I-C-A-H. Do you got it there? Get into the uh, Old Testament prophets. Sometimes they get uh, kind of confusing. Micah and Malachi, you know, the minor prophets. But it says, Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I present my firstborn for any rebellious acts? Even the firstborn. The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Here we go. We all know this one. But to do justice, to love kindness or mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That pretty well sums it up, doesn't it? Here's what He requires of us. To do justice. Well, this group, or however that entails, uh, people that believe in this, says here to do justice. That's what they want to do. It's their mission to do justice, to love kindness or mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's where things really change. 
don't they? Well, we see that that's what God is. And He expects us to do that. To do justice. They weren't doing that in the land of Israel. And so here, the people say, we're not getting justice. We want justice. Well, we move uh, to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. Very first chapter of Isaiah. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Reprove the ruthless. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Here it says learn to do good. God is good. That's how we do it. Seek justice. Seek it out. That's what we want. We need it so badly, don't we? Well, it comes from God. Just like goodness, mercy, everything out. So he says defend the orphan, plead for the widow. We need justice. People take advantage of them. So, another one would be Deuteronomy. Back to the law. 18 on that one, though. It says, come now, let us reason together. Oh, yeah, that's, that's there, good. There's no reasoning with them. Let us reason together. And that's, that's true when, when you cannot sit down and say, well, let's discuss this justice. Let's see what it really is and what, what it's about. But there is no debate. And we'll see that as we go through this. It's impossible to debate and get on a conversation level, although that's what we would like. But as far as the law is concerned, there's no compromise. They, they should not try to reason with them. They must do justice and to protect the people of this land. And we're not getting that now. Well, in uh, Deuteronomy 32... Verse 4, the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are just. A God of faithfulness and without injustice. So it says he is just, he's perfect justice, and all of his ways are that way, and he is without, or he does not have injustice. We see that constantly through our lives. We've seen injustice and we we hate it when we see injustice being practiced when we know better. But here it is. This is a great promise, isn't it? Christ is our rock. He's perfect. He's just. Go to Psalm 89 verse 14. Righteousness and justice. Uh, Psalm 89, 14. You guys miss those outlines, don't you? (laughs) Sorry about that. I should be writing these on the board. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Wow. The throne that he sits on. I guess you could say it in that way. It's righteousness. It's justice. Loving kindness and truth go before you. It's all about truth. It's all about His righteousness, His justice, mercy. So, uh, Psalm 82, 
verse 3. Psalm 82, verse 3. Vindicate the weak and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and destitute. So we're, we're talking about the orphan, the widows. Here it says the afflicted, the destitute. Do that justice to them. It's talking about anybody that can do that. Do it. This, this is required of all believers. How do you show justice? Well, the people who are afflicted, destitute, anybody in need, vindicate the weak and the powerless. So far, I'm sure the social justice people would say, yeah, that's what we're talking about. But are they really? Luke 11, 42. Luke 11, 42. But woe to you Pharisees, for you pay the tithe, a tithe of mint and rue and every kind of garden herb. I mean, they tithe on everything. And yet disregard what? Justice and the love of God. These are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. He says, you disregard justice. They weren't treating the people right. They weren't judging right in the courts. They were not taking care of the orphans, the widows, and those particular people. And I'm sure... I just want to see a pattern here. He's always talking about the weak and the orphans. That's not what... The rioters are about. Right. Although they would say that would be them. They're the but, fatherless. Yeah. They're the afflicted and the destitute. They're the oppressed. But I could I could see that I could see Tony dragging this scripture up. Isaiah one seventeen, correct oppression. That's what we're doing. So, you know what? The what we're going to do is we've seen some of those and they could definitely claim those. Mm-hmm. But what we have to do is test it out. Their biblical concept of justice is not biblical. Matter of fact, it's not at all. They don't want any biblical definition, although some might say that they believe in that because it's so wide range. But uh, the justice that they have is totally different. Matter of fact, there should never be a word before justice. Did you ever see any other words, the ones we look at in Scripture? You don't need social justice. You need justice. Never an adjective is needed. It's an attribute of God. Justice is justice. Clear as that, there should never be a term called social justice. See, frankly, I'm not a big fan of justice. I'm more a fan of the mercy. <laughs> You're talking about the, the punishment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the justice. But um, this whole thing is built on the back of what can be called critical theory, or it's built on hegemony. And uh, if some of you have heard uh, Vadi speak on some of these issues, he uses the word hegemony, and I go, what? What's that? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's like a power structure, 
and I'll get to that in, in a minute here, um, you have the, the individuals that seem to have written the rules of the game, and they're in charge. That would be your average political power man, and everybody else that would be in a particular group that would be with them. There's a power structure that exists, they say, and these individuals have the rules and they have the game and everybody else is oppressed. And there's a key word there. Everybody is oppressed by these. And it's... Uh, you could take... Let's start with women. That would be one right there. You say, hey, what's the deal with that? <laughs> they are considered actually an oppressed minority. Now the interesting thing about that is that women actually are more, there are more women in the world today than men. Over 50%. So really, they're not in the minority for numbers, but they're included in the minority in the sense of being oppressed. The women have been oppressed. And in a lot of cases, that is true. And of course, we've We've seen the whole deal with the uh, women's lib movement down through the decades, and then, of course, in the last few years, what's what's the term for it? You guys know what it is, uh, where yeah, they they bring out that they've they've been oppressed. They need to move up over the men. And here's what your hegemony is. Here's the best way to really define it. It's being white, male. Uh-oh, strike two. Uh, even being a Christian, doesn't have to be in there, but heterosexual, and also cisgendered. And that's another word that's being tossed around a lot now. Um, cis, S-I-S, gendered. You've heard of transgendered, right? A man becomes a woman, a woman becomes a man. Cisgendered is simply you are a sex uh, like male and that is you your gender is still the same it matches up I'm cisgendered okay <laughs> that's what I found out lately okay okay white I, male white male oh, you could, heterosexual cisgendered able-bodied and this would be the the hegemony or, or, or the top of this. And this is the problem. Now, it's interesting that a lot of people in the Black Lives Matter, we would think, well, you know, the ones who've been shown on TV actually are not so many of the black as it is white. Have you guys noticed that? I, yeah. So it's not all about it's just black people. No, no, no. That I have heard that it's over 50% white people. I heard this today from an individual, so I hope the statistics here are kind of accurate. 13% are black. Another maybe 10% or something is Latino or whatever, you know, and then Asian. But most of them, if you take the majority, is who? It's whites. In the 20s, 30 around that realm. So what is, you know, if somebody's saying, oh, you're just trying to get on the blacks here. Uh, this whole movement is not so black and white. It is black and white and everything else, right? But um, 
what social justice does is they, they want to transfer the power from the hegemony, the ones who've always had the high positions, and why don't we just use this word here, the privileged. Okay, white people are the privileged. And so that's the hegemony. They want to transfer the power from the hegemony to those who are the oppressed groups. So those are two words there, oppressed and groups. Keep that in mind. Groups, not individuals, but groups. And it'll start making a little bit of sense. Um, what do we do without giving in? You know, people are giving in like crazy on this. The mayors and the governors, and it just seems like they were told beforehand. I mean, they just went right along with the program all the way through. I don't know how that happened, but it seems to me they all had something that was already clicking in their heads when this took place, and they took advantage of it immediately. It's like, hey, it's out. Go for it. Go destroy some cities. Burn up the, you know, the what? The, the mayor's office. You notice that City major, Hall. Major stores, too, have actually got in on it and said that they were donating money to all their causes, which I find is really kind of... But if you think about it, same age group, the ones that are in control there are probably male and in their 30s. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. That's what was so yeah. hard to yeah. try to what figure out. And that's what it is. If we don't go along with it, we'll lose our job. If you say one thing, like what I'm saying here, <laughs> I've said enough words here to get castigated. And of course, you guys are part of it too now. I don't know what happened to Vadi. I don't. You Vadi's know. still around. Well, the mayor of St. Louis was the one that those what that they broke into that gated community to get because she had read names and addresses of people that wrote her letters wanting to defund the police. So they were mad about that. Well, the Black Lives the Matter. Protesters were the mad protesters about that. Were breaking into that gated community. They were going to go. They were going to. Seems get like the something they would stand for, right? I know. Things just don't make sense. <laughs> or do they? I think what it is is absolute confusion. It's chaos. And if they can turn everything upside down, I mean, and they don't have. It's an organized. Chaos. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You can't put those two words together. Yeah. Call that a tornado. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Let's get to their meaning then. By the way, oppression. Blame it on others. We have to confront this. It's wrong. It's biblically wrong. Their ideologies are absolutely poisonous. And we see what's happening. So, the meaning. What's, what's their meaning? We're, we're going to do the meaning... of what social justice is. And then we're going to do uh, the mission their meaning and 
you know, it can come from a lot of different angles on this, and you take ten different people, it probably get ten different definitions, but I can get it pretty well wrapped up into one. Uh, there was a William Young, William H. Young, and he said this, it's the state redistribution of advantages and resources of disadvantaged groups to satisfy their rights to social and economic equality. Now I'm going to say that again. Okay? It's state redistribution. There's an organized redistribution here of advantages, resources, money, whatever. Um, it's and it's redistributing to disadvantaged groups to satisfy the rights that they have to social and economic equality. In, it's, it's to satisfy the, the disadvantaged group's rights to social and economic equality. That means that that group should be at least equal with the groups that seem to be better off than them. That sounds like socialism. Marxism, yeah. socialism, yeah. redistributive justice. So this is behind all their thinking because they want to get something that they don't deserve that they've never had and they wanted to make everybody else for, have. That they've not worked for. Right. They don't have to work for it. God. They're already doing a lot of this. I mean, social services doles out money right now. Medicaid, social services, food stamps, WIC. <laughs> it goes on and, and on. And just what's been going on during the COVID-19 thing. Paying people to stay home off the... I mean... Employers can't get workers back because they're paid more to stay at home and get unemployment. Well, you know, though, even from the time when I was working, young men were coming in there in their 30s, and number one, they wanted to make what I was making right when they started. They didn't want, they, they would sneeze, they were out for two weeks sick. They wanted something for nothing, and they complained about what they were getting, and that's the whole attitude right there in that group. I mean, that's been going on for a long time. What's Longest man's been okay. in sin. Yeah. What, what is this, um, what's the term that that my kids' generation is using? Um, what? Oh, entitled. Everybody feels they're entitled now. Entitled. They're entitled to everything and anything. They don't have to earn anything. They're entitled to it. That's, that's the idea here. They're, they're, and so, but you're going to have to have some kind of a movement, and that's what we'll get to pretty shortly too. That would be the third one, the, the movement, the mission, the meaning, the mission, and, and the movement. Um, okay, God demands justice, doesn't he? We established that. It's not optional. Injustice would be sin, right? Okay, if social justice is the right way, then we have no right to disagree with them at all. If it's biblical, if it's the way that God has said, there's no disagreement. We shouldn't be disagreeing with that if they are biblical. 
So, what we have, we got this problematic thing, right? So we kind of get the idea of you've got the definition there, right? Basically, it's it's about socialism to masses of different kinds of people. What's the mission? The mission, well, we know the mission of God's justice is this. The end goal of biblical justice is seeing lives reconciled to God and eternally transformed. That is what we desire. That's the goal of what justice is about. That people would know God, that they would be reconciled to Him, and that they would be transformed for eternity. That's the only way that we're going to arrive at any of these answers is that there is a heart change in soul by God. So the mission that they have, first of all, okay, the mission is to identify the groups that are disadvantaged. It's a lot more than one. But there are disadvantaged groups, they say. And it's not dealing with individuals. It doesn't have anything to do with individual success or not success. It's about identifying disadvantaged groups. Okay, women are considered a disadvantaged minority. You guys didn't know I was going to get into that, did you? <laughs> uh, oppression. Women have been oppressed. And this is what you see in the political realm now. You know, politics, for instance. Okay, people don't just want to know who's ahead in the polls. What do they want to know? Well, it's if... Let's see. How's this... This guy is doing really well and the people that like him are women, let's say, who are red-headed, left-handed, and, you know... Drive a pickup truck. <laughs> well, no, the other guy, you know, he uh, uh, is... A, the people that like him are the ones that are, what, uh, blue-collar workers driving the Ford pickup truck, right? And so, you know, they try to take groups of who they appeal to, and that's what you always get. Groups. You know, who are they representing? Are they representing me? Right? So, what will you do with our group? So that's identity politics. And you can see how politicians have seemingly played favorites to certain groups that aren't necessarily a majority, but they play favorites, and all of a sudden, if you don't go along with that, as it goes on in our time now, then you are really out of it. Well, then, what you do is you identify them, then you assess them. You assess these groups. Identify, assess, check them out, examine. And, and really, it's dealing with the outcomes. Because if you identify them, you understand that they really have negative outcomes. It's not positive. It's negative. So, what needs to be done? Well, you're going to have to assign blame that the outcomes are not happening for that group of people. 
somebody has to be blamed. If a group doesn't do well um, academically, economically, doing very poorly in that sense, who is to blame for that? Kind of get where that's heading, right? And what you do after you do that is after you've blamed the certain people, you redistribute. I have actually heard of one I thought was extremely far, far left. AOC Cortez. Uh, she has an idea for housing. Sounds like a good idea. Housing. Her idea, ultimately, is people that have big homes and they're well set, they really need to take that home and redistribute it and give it to people who maybe don't have a home. Maybe the street people. Like Russia did. Turn individual private property into... Apartments, you get this many rooms. Divide it up. Yeah, you get this many Equally. rooms, this many families can live in this house. Yeah, that worked out real well in Chicago when they built that beautiful complex. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was one in St. Beautiful complex. The Didn't take long out. to be taken. In St. Louis, we're the same way. Yep. And now they're being torn down because they're yep. totally ruined. Yep. yep. That's the way it uh, and here always in works. City, there's housing here in Jeff City that yeah. you know and actually they did that for the Indians in South Dakota they actually oh, built gave, them houses gave, really nice houses gave and, them, I mean yeah. they've got their reservations and and they're allowed to have the casinos and stuff and make all kinds of money and they well the, the houses in South Dakota they built their houses in town it wasn't on a reservation and those houses Look like junk because they hadn't given it to them. They didn't take care of them. There's no investment. If you don't earn it, you no don't investment. take care of it. Well, that's our thinking. <laughs> this is this the is answer. <laughs> right there. That, that's it. This is the answer. That's what they're doing. They're in the process of it now. They've been wanting to do it for years. It goes back well over 100 years ago. It's been in our life that they tried it. Tried it in Russia, it didn't work. Did it? They tried. It, they've done it in China, but it really doesn't work. They've tried it in Cuba. They've we Venezuela. Thing that uh, Johnson did a pathetic little Great Society thing, which was kind of started our welfare. Give a little test there, and that program that, that takes years <laughs> in that way, doesn't it? And I think what they're thinking is this is the time, and they go through the colleges, the universities. And it was even happening whenever I was going to school, I have to admit. There were professors there that were very liberal, that were actually socialistic. That was in the 70s. Now they're almost all that way and very heavy. And they've got it great. They make their hundreds of thousands of dollars. They sit up there, you know, in their highfalutin yeah. uh, positions and in their homes. This is not a good stereotype for them, but... Those that can't teach. Have you ever heard that phrase? Those that can't work to teach? Those that can't teach. Unfortunately, like in my field of information systems, those that couldn't write decent programs are what were teaching it in the colleges. Mm -hmm. they, those, those that can't do teach. teach. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And it's, 
that's been there for <clears throat> this is what we've we've observed for years and years. We know the route that it's going. So you might say, but this group, this is what we would say, and probably this group of disadvantaged people in this area over here, it's because there's something that's not right within that group. Here's why this is happening. Like the schools that they have there. No, no, no. You cannot do that. You can't <laughs> say that. Uh-uh. That's called victim blaming. You're blaming the victim. See, the blame is to go on the hegemony. Never blame the victims. You can't blame them. So we can't go there. You can't discuss that with them. They will always turn it right back. So, the principle for an individual, really, it, what we're talking about, it, to advance as far as we can. If we work for it and work hard, we might get rewarded. Some get rewarded very well, some a little bit, some expansively. And, you know, that's the way that it works. Uh, some people maybe work harder than other people, don't get as much, but you know what? It's amazing how much stuff that we have here in America that nobody else has. The principle for the way that they would look at it is that society is to advance the group as far as possible. So society is to get that group, not the individuals. What about individuals in there that don't want to do that? We want to get the whole group there. We're going to move them on along. So social justice is about the welfare of the group, not the individuals. So there would be the idea of the mission. What about what about the movement? What about the movement? Oh, I know what. I had some other stuff on that. Resource equity. Redistributing resources, right? Unjustly. If it's unjustly gained, what you have is really unjustly gained because you already had the privilege. But if you're from the minority group and you have a... Have you ever seen a lot of people or people from a minority group Oprah. that are very wealthy? Oprah. A lot of them are very wealthy. But remember, it's not about the individuals. So, uh, But if you're from a minority group, then you didn't unjustly gained it. Anything that you have, your, your car, your house, your or your possessions, you unjustly gained that. That's their the idea. <laughs> they yeah. unjustly gained <laughs> right. all of their wealth. There you go. That's, that's about it, isn't it? And of course some of them are exactly who they would be after. If you're a white person who has acquired wealth, it's unjust. But you can look at the Olympics that the runners, they're all pretty well uh, black. Or the NFL, almost all of them are black. NBA, that's okay. They're, they're very, very good. Whoever's there, there are some white people and Europeans and some other people in it. But disparity then is to be ignored. <laughs> you know, you say, well, what happens if they don't have any white people playing? They don't care. I mean, to this in this thinking here, you know, um, but it's all about redistributing this power. 
that we've unjustly deserved, if we want to say we, <coughs> you could have come from nothing and gone to the top. Um, you could take like uh, a white person from Appalachia, poor as could be, and he works and scratches and he's able to maybe get some success and then he goes to the top. You, every once in a while you will hear a story like that. Where You know what? That's still a privileged one. No matter how poor, they're privileged. There you go. Exactly. I was a Michigan Ridge runner. I had nothing. I had a barefoot Michigan Ridge runner. My mom and dad were drunks. and We had nothing. And When I got old enough, I... You know. Pulled herself up by the bootstraps? Pretty much. And well, went I for it. school and, and tried to be like my mom for a while and decided that wasn't too cool. And, <laughs> but yeah, but then I went on to do the GED and went on to you do the college and worked my way through college. You were going to have anything doing it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what you figured out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, it didn't take too much to look and say, okay, if I keep doing this, I'm going to. Yeah, that's what I'm going to end up with. You know what it really comes down to, too, is choices. Yes. Choices. My kids, I can say most of them haven't had tickets, they haven't been in jail. They need different choices than the ones that are in jail. But they you're blaming that. the victims. Yeah. They can't help it. But the thing <laughs> is, the thing. It's not you're, you're privileged, though. It's you're not, privileged. No, but, it, but when you're talking about the victims, it's not about blaming the victim. It's about saying, look, there's something you can do about this. It's not about blaming them. Well, it is. I mean, you can go to a whole group if you want to, and you can talk to the group about what they can do to change their situation it doesn't have anything to do with blame. Apparently it's like that doesn't work. You start work. talking choices, <laughs> you start talking right. responsibility, and, you know, it's not about blame. Who do right. these people think they are, anyway? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is... Um, yeah. You could take a, a privileged one that came from Appalachia, Michigan or whatever, right, and came out of nowhere and stand them up to children of Colin Powell, and this is what Vadi used as an example, and those those children, they have the rewards, but they deserve it. Yeah, that's right. Now, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but they are very, we would call them privileged. No, they would say, no, they're, they deserve that. Despite you know their their own privilege, they're not the privileged people because we're talking about group here. So whatever the white person has, he doesn't deserve it. So social justice looks at the group. The mission addresses a lot of issues, and and um, there is one example here. There, I, I, uh, Vadi said it was the largest online. Christian uh, group that's out there called Faith America. Now, at first you go, who are they? Well, whenever I say who they went up against, you'll go, really, that was them? They fought against Hobby Lobby. Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Was there a minority involved there with Hobby Lobby? Was Hobby Lobby still dealing with abortion and yeah, such? They supported... Uh, you know, pro-life. That's why they went after. And 
that that's a minority group, isn't it? That's really oppressed, the unborn. Aren't they oppressed? Well, yeah. Well, guess what? It didn't fit in that mold. And so they went after Hobby Lobby, and of course they were demanding, you know, they tried to put a, what, a penalty, a fine on them worth, was it how many million dollars a day? Yeah. Uh, they convinced Google to drop World Vision. They forced MSNBC to drop Family Research Council. You've heard of some of these organizations, right? Um, they fought for uh, a principal who was a sodomite. I fought for him, and they won. Um, they fought for, a, he was a, uh, from a Methodist church, and he performed a gay wedding for his son. And, of course, the church fired him, and then these guys came along and fought for him in that. And they even fought the fracking industry. <laughs> so, this is what is this called is Faithful America. And they put their faith into practice under social justice. Hmm, interesting, huh? Okay, let's go to the movement. That's what this last one is here. Meaning, mission, and movement. What's the movement? Writing and visible. Three main areas. Minority equality, feminism, and LGBTQA+. <laughs> Minority equality. Success, wealth, it's all a result of illegitimate privileges unless it has falsely accrued. Who does not belong to a privileged class, right? Who doesn't belong to Yeah, it, it, it has... If, if they've accrued wealth in this, they are a privileged class. Well, they got white. Now, Asians are a minority, right? Mm -hmm. But in college admissions, they're actually number one. Mm -hmm. uh, they're economically superior, even over most whites. But that's not an issue to these guys because of the inequality that they have. It's an injustice. Even though they have wealth and they have intelligence, intelligence taught well. But uh, anyway, that's an idea there. Women, feminism, women's rights, the Me Too movement, right? The, that's the heart of social justice right there. Boy, they made a big effort there. Do you notice how all of a sudden, if somebody said the wrong thing, just like that, they were fired from the jobs. I mean, whether it was uh, like on television, boy, that happened quickly, didn't it? Boom, boom, boom. Of course, I'm not saying that it's right for these men to do some of these things. Most of those things were probably true. But how come it went on for years and years and years anyway? How come they were suing people that did something to them 40-some years ago? Yeah, that, I'm bringing up stuff. And then some of it was not true at all. Who knows yeah. what it is. But that's what they do. They jump on something like that where people are considered to be in that minority. Uh, and so all of a sudden, this Me Too movement is part of the movement. And you can see how women, and you could, you look at all the women Democratic mayors that are across the uh, the nation. And most of the cities are Democratic, and most of them have mayors that are women. It's really weak. They don't do anything. They tell the police, just back off. 
Up in Seattle, the the mayor there said um, that, uh, oh, it's going to be a summer of love. And we're just going to have a picnic here and have uh, hot dogs and hamburgers. Just going to have a good time this summer. It's a love fest. In the meantime, people get killed, shot. Things are not going well there. It's not going to end well there either. No, and then they came after her. Finally. And so she's now saying we need to do something about this. But they, now they're having trouble moving them out. Well, I'll tell you what. They could just go right on in there and shut them down. It might take a lot of force. LGBTQ. What's the latest one? Since the police would not come to that autonomous area, somebody was... He's in the hospital. He was injured. Now he's going to sue the police for not coming to protect him when they locked him out in the beginning. Anyway, well, the thing is, is that whole area, there are Joe Americas living in there. Yeah. People that don't have anything to do with this stupid movement. They didn't want to see his people. They're just, I mean, Business like, is there. It would be like them coming, taking over my block. Just I don't something. want anything to do with that crap. I just want to live my little life in my peaceful little house. There are a lot of people in there. The people that have been yeah. killed, yeah. they're not the bums that are running that program. Yeah. Those are innocent Joe Americas. Yeah. Just got trapped in there. Yeah. Just had their being a little in the wrong place. Oh, man. They, they should have had them. their guns. <laughs> well, that's what Seattle's problem was, no protection. Yeah. So, three main areas, you have the minority, you know, equality, right? You have the feminism and women's rights. Just look on the networks and you'll see that there are many women that, uh, and that's fine, right? I'm not against women at all, but it's kind of funny. Where did most, what happened to a lot of those men? They got blasted out of there if they said one thing or if they done something 40 years ago. But that's this is what those movements are about. LGBTQ+. Uh, plus. Had you heard of that before? Well, well, I don't A plus. even know what those letters well, uh, Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, and the A is for allies. Anybody that's maybe not necessarily any of those, but they go along with them. Now, who are those? You've seen them on TV in the protest. There are a lot of people there that aren't any of those, and they're not, and they're and they're white. You would think they're privileged, right? Well, if you join this group and you're a part of them and you make it known, now you're no you're you're a part of that minority. You're not part of the hegemony, is what you're saying. That's why. And these these kids have been institutionalized. They've been brainwashed for 12, 16 years of school. And more than that, it started from Birth. kindergarten, before kindergarten. Birth. So they, they've had this constantly beat in. This is why they're doing what they're doing. They're a part of this. So even if they're not black or not Hispanic or not whatever, and they're, they're white men, let's say, you think, well, they're privileged. Well, if they join with these groups, they're a plus, you know, right along with it. So they accept uh, homosexuality. Well, you can still be accepted. Yeah. You don't have to be out there, little white boy out there in the, you know, privileged area, or you can still be accepted. Right. 
<laughs> Just go along. And so, and if they're doing that, they're active with it, they're in the movement. Because this thing, as far as they're concerned, is going to take over. Could very well. I sure am not saying, hey, this is going to be over in another week or two. This is in the long run. This ain't going to stop. Until something is put into place and the police are allowed to do what they do and the National Guard comes in. If they don't do that, it will get bigger and bigger to where you know people will be not safe living in cities. Well, in order for that to happen, you would have to identify some of these, like Antifa and BLM, you'd have to identify them as terrorists or criminals and they don't and dare do it. do it. Most yeah, of the yeah. people that I hear that are Republicans Terrifying. are saying social justice is good. The Black Lives Movement, Black, Black Lives Matter is, I agree with it. It's okay. It's a good thing. Most of them are saying that's coming from what you would consider to be what the um, the elite. So oh, there was a I can't remember what company he was with, but the CEO made a statement against Black Lives Matter and lost his job. Yeah, oh, was right. that? he was gone. Yeah, well, I mean, like like right now. Watch out for Mike Pence because he's and they don't ever want you to ever say yeah, but all lives matter, which is true. Right. You think no, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this is the issue, and so therefore Mike Pence said all lives matter. I've seen it a couple of times, and I, I know it's going to get out. Yeah. But he he hesitated for a moment because he was probably trying to think how can I word this. How do you do? What would you do if you were asked with a lot of people around? Well, you know you're going to get castigated out. See, you you do not have freedom of speech. It's been taken. That's what they've done with this and the last few years, the feminism, that movement there, that took away free speech, regardless of how maybe bad it is. Whatever free speech is very important. What have they done to do this? How, how do they do this? Like. Whenever I was a kid, you'd never have people walking in a parade, having the gay parade with all the different colors and everything, and all the pomp and circumstance, I guess, they have in their own way. But now what they've done is they desensitize and they jam it. And, And then you see it on commercials. For drug commercials, I see it. And then I see them kissing on commercials. Uh, it's all over. Every show almost has something dealing with that positively. It has been jammed down people's throats. Now, most of the kids that we know that are in their 20s, teens, 30s, probably would say, there's nothing wrong with homosexuality. I don't choose to be that, but I have many friends that are, and what they do is okay. It's their own business. Now, they weren't raised up that way. But they've seen it enough, they've heard it enough, they've been around it, that they're now desensitized, and if you say anything against it, you're homophobic and what have you, right? So they desensitize, they jam it, and then they convert people. And that's when they become allies. They don't necessarily do that, but they, they applaud it and they go right along with it. And that's what has happened there. And it's happened in churches, because the number of churches that 
I, 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 it's like, what do you do with these verses in the Bible? Are yeah. you just throwing them out? Are you? They did that years ago. Oh yeah. Church it's, is a place for social to socialize. It's not a place for God's word. They, they got rid of it back in the eighties. Well, and you're right. In the churches, it's been very surprising. And in the liberal churches, you know, that's all of that is right there. Now, even in solid churches, uh, there was a big deal that came up at a conference that was with reformed men, teachers, that we all like. And Al Mohler was one who really sees some social justice that needs to be practiced by the church. It blew me away. That's why MacArthur's church always hosts the annual conferences that they have. Ligon Duncan was another one that was kind of going that way. And they had a panel discussion a couple of years ago. And Al Mohler and uh, Johnson from MacArthur, Phil Phil Johnson. Uh, Phil Johnson was trying to get the question answered because he had, you know, what, what is it? And Moeller was on the side of social justice. And I, re- I respect the man. He's done a lot. But when you see guys sliding off in that and not buying the whole thing, they're trying to put it into the Christian angle. And maybe there should be some reparations made. Well, you know, uh, Ligon Duncan, you've probably heard of. Uh, some other uh, men that would be in that same... Fold and of course they they didn't have anybody up at uh, the shepherds conference this time. They just did it from within because it's almost like they didn't want to get any more controversy. They, you know, MacArthur says I don't want to be a lone person out here. You know, and that's the reason they had it. You know, Sproul and I don't think Sproul would have gone along with that. But MacArthur some of those same hung himself a million times over. Oh yeah, and he's been talking about the riots and. Oh, and that. everything on, on his latest oh, yeah. uh, presentation. I'm somebody hasn't gone after him. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's for still years and years he's done yeah. controversial. God has uh, been yeah. hit hard. What's that? Focus on the family. That group has oh, been yeah. hit yeah. hard, too. That's family. Yeah. That's the number one thing they go after. That's why this LGBT thing and the, and the feminist and, of course, you know, the whole idea, I mean, it has nothing to do with family. It tears the whole basic uh, element of what family's about. Uh, uh, that's some of the movements, of course, environmentalist, climate change. That's really their number one issue, global inequality. You know what? American privilege, American privilege is on par with white privilege globally because... They see us, the people that live here, there must be at least half of them. Democrats are at least 50%. I'm beginning to think there are a lot more than that now. I don't know. The way the media says. But the thing is, is that they say that we are the ones, we are a bad country. And that's why they want to level everything and start totally fresh. Get all the history out. Take all the statues down. Take whatever buildings it is. Have no history. Forget it. Let's start with here's day one. That's their whole idea. 
And so they want to redistribute USA wealth to the world. And so how can you do that? Well, through climate change. Yeah. Oh, the U.S. has been doing it already. What did, what did our president, though, do? He withdrew. <laughs> how you think that made these guys feel? Yeah. Oh, and you oh, can see everything yeah. that he's done has oh, been yeah. right. And they have been left. They hate him. The only reason he's alive is that God has allowed him to be there. Yep. I don't know how far it's going to go. Universal health care. Animal rights. Veganism. Uh... If one has to be a vegan, okay, fine. I understand that. I, I did it for a few months. I don't know why anybody would want to do that. But, you know, uh, vegetarians, but that's all a part. You see, it's everything. It sounds kind. Yeah. It does. Animal rights. Animal Who rights. Who wants to hurt animals? Yeah. Do you know what they do to get your hamburger? Do you know what they do to a cow to get your hamburger? Go back to animals. <laughs> Who killed the first animal? <laughs> Who killed the first animal exactly. and for what reason? Exactly. 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 You know, and that's how they sucker in yeah, because people. There is, because it's, there is you know, I love animals. Here. I do. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of. And you see the slaughterhouses they show. Yeah, all that it's kind of gross. Stuff like that. Yeah, and you're sitting there saying, yeah, yeah. Break your heart for those poor But I still eat hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not giving them my bacon. <laughs> and I can see you wearing your fur coat, your yeah. leather coat. Yeah. That's right, you appreciate them. Yeah, I do. Use I all know. their resources, right? You know, it's not, you know, I mean, I think of, of uh, the Jewish tradition during Passover where they take the lamb mm -hmm. and the house mm -hmm. for 14 days. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my, and now I'm what? <laughs> and now, now I have lamb to Lamb chops are on the plate. Oh, ouch. I, that would just break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and we would butcher chickens. It took me a while to eat yeah, fried chicken. And, yeah. you know, I didn't like the chickens. They were mean, but they still it took a little bit to so yeah. dissociate yourself from yeah, what you were eating. Well, that's what I said when I was talking to Stan. He was telling me what part of the cow that we were going to get. And I said, don't tell me what part. Just we would butcher my mom would do she would take whatever scraps or whatever was it throw it up there and I was like I can't eat it right after we just did all that money. you gotta right. give me a couple of days <laughs> can we eat vegetable soup or something oh yeah we would go out as kids we'd go out and take care of the chickens and feed the chickens and we had all the chickens named. <laughs> we and didn't then, name them. We and then them Dad would come out there and... Time to get rid of them. <sighs> well, we probably ought to close it out. It's way past here. You're shuffling the papers and everything. But we need to be able to understand the times so that we know what to do. And, you know, it's still trying to wrap the brain around it because a lot of it just doesn't make sense. But after I look at that, of course, you've got so many... It's just here and there and everywhere, and that's why it probably doesn't make sense. But overall, this mass confusion is doing what 
they have been wanting to do for years and years and years and years and decades. And now that time is right, these kids know it. We can do it. And it sounds like they can take it. Why does what we talk about, though, why does it matter? Because ideas matter. Words matter. So, you know, it's, it, it, I think we're at the most critical juncture that this nation has ever had. Wait until all those people that are way high up there. Amen. Wait until all these people that are up here that are saying, that's okay. Wait until these people are doing all this to turn on them. That's, I mean, they they're not far, they're and far they side. Well, you know, and what that's saying they're is they don't know the evil of mankind. Yeah. They don't know what sin really is. And the thing is, whoever gets on top, it's always going to go corrupt because man is man. We do have checks and balances in our system, but unfortunately, that is flooded with corruption in every avenue. And ultimately, it's, it's called chaos and this chaos will bring somebody up to rise and it'll be, it can be somebody like a Hitler uh, the, 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 the time could be just right. Ultimately, it can move to where the Antichrist is going to have to take control of this chaos. Yeah, and so that's why we're at a critical time. Things are at stake at utmost importance. You know, and I know you guys aren't, you're taking this seriously. I know you are, but the thing is, it's not, we don't do this here to bring fear because it's the opposite. And if we can engage with certain people that will allow us, otherwise most of them aren't going to let us get through to their heads. They think we are old fuddy-duddies that don't know anything. But we know something because we have the book. And either they're going to listen to it or they're not. That's, that's but, the thing. Do, as we sit here, do we really think that any of this surprises God? That he got caught off guard and he's thinking, what am I going to do now? <laughs> you know what? I think he's gone through this a few times during the world. I believe This has plan. been over and over and over. Whatever it is, we, we, we can call it Marxism, socialism, communism. It's never, never turns out any good. Why do we know that? Well, in history, it never did. But let's take away history. And we can do it right, right? That's what they're saying. But we know the truth. And... That's how it impacts us. And I'm not here to create fear. I don't think I'm doing that with you guys. Otherwise, I wouldn't have wanted to try it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I think I understand a little bit more kind of what's going on. Matter of fact, we might have more understanding in our own minds of what's going on than that movement that's out there, whoever it's comprising. You know what? They think they know what they're doing. We already know what it's really about. The thing of it is, is if you follow the money trail, if you follow the money trail back, so many of those people are being paid by truly white, privileged men. <laughs> they're the ones part of it. To do what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And look who's running for the offices in, on that Democratic side. What are they doing with the money? They're funneling it out there. They are funding these these guys that are out in the streets day after day after day. Where are they getting the money? Well, uh, probably from the government. 
And how are we're they probably getting, paying them. And how are they getting bailed out of jail when they go? They yeah. dropped the bail. Yeah, there's no yeah. bail now. No it's bail. free. You don't even. So they don't even put them in there. Nothing happens anymore. Yeah. yeah. No bail. <laughs> well, you know, well, it's really, senseless. Really it doesn't sad make sense. Is that these people like, like uh, the uh, governor of uh, of um, Washington? She thinks she's safe. She's not safe. If she, if she's white, she's not safe. I look at my sons and I think, you stupid little white boys. Really? Do you really think that those guys care? When are they going to turn on you? I mean, they're going to turn, and, and all those, oh, all those cutesy little white kids that are out there saying, Black Lives Matter. They don't, Black Lives well, Matter. They, I don't already, care about they them. They started sitting there saying, yeah. they don't want them out there. Well, Hitler had the, the what was it, the uh, the brown, what what do you call it? Brown shirts. Brown shirts. Yeah, Kids. And, and the youth movement and everything, and what did the, that's what he used. Yep. This is the same thing. Yep. It's the same thing that's going on. We would pray that our leaders that would step up, and at the same time that we would hold to our truth and our values, we can't give in. Can't give in. I just read a thing last night that was actually about Hitler. That's made me laugh because. Somebody on there was trying to prove that what we all know he was doing, that he really wasn't doing that. That wasn't really what his plan was. Hmm. Like, we're all idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, he wanted, he wanted there not to be any Jews. Yeah, so you like He pretty much wanted the perfect, he wanted a perfect oh, society. But that's not who he got rid of first. First, he got rid of all the handicapped and disabled. Right, because he wanted everything to be 